Hi friends, jumping on before the start of the episode to ask for your help. Since I started this podcast four years ago, I have been dreaming of a place for us to gather, a place where we can practice some of the things that are shared here on the podcast, a place where you and I can meet gaze to gaze, heart to heart, and a place where we can share our experiences of enriching our lives through the wisdom of the body and expanding our pleasure through the wonder of the senses. I would love to hear your voice and your vision in writing this next chapter of Come to Your Senses. Go to schoolofsensualliving.com slash survey to contribute your ideas, give your feedback on which topics you burn with the most passion to hear about, and let's create a beautiful sanctuary together. Schoolofsensualliving.com slash survey. I will see you there. Welcome to Come to Your Senses, the School of Sensual Living podcast. I'm your host, Mary Lofgren. Here, we explore how to live bravely and beautifully through pleasure, mindfulness, embodiment, femininity, beauty, art, and of course, everyday sensuality. Hello, my friends and loves. Welcome back to the podcast. I am so delighted to talk to you about a miracle that I am experiencing. And my favorite definition of miracle is the simple shift from fear to love. So I am a woman who, for the majority of my life, has really struggled to care for myself when it comes to food and cooking. Despite dedicating my life to the study of sensuality and sensual living for the past decade, this is one area that has remained untouched. I've always wanted to be the type of person who goes to farmer's markets and collects different flavors of sea salt and things like that, but I've always leaned towards cookbooks that are like five minutes, 50 meals in five minutes or something like that, that take this really fast kind of approach. And a real gift of quarantine has been this gift of time that has allowed me to explore the passion and the creativity that comes from cooking. And just today, I had a beautiful lunch that I made up of honey braised figs served over greens with buttermilk blue cheese. And I have to tell you, it felt so incredibly luxurious. And during this time when so many of us, I I know I haven't been inside a restaurant in a really long time, where those little luxuries of day-to-day life are less and less available, I have really been learning how to access that energy of luxury in my everyday, and that's exactly what I'm going to share with you today. Luxury is something that we typically associate with what we have, what we wear, how we vacation, what car we drive, how we travel. And I personally am a luxury lover. I really believe in the power of investing in quality 
I really believe in investing in experiences that offer a really high quality of care. And yet, what I'm even more interested in is how to create the energy of luxury outside of the realm of one's financial resources and outside of the realm of an experience that either happens to me or that I participate in. How can I, or in your case, how can you be the origin point of this feeling and sensation of luxury in your everyday life? That is exactly what I'm going to share with you today. But first, let's enjoy a quick dip into the luxury of community gratitude. So this review comes from a user named Hoosier Mama, spelled H-O-U-Z-U-R-M-A-M-A. And Hoosier Mama says, The Come to Your Senses with Mary Lofgren podcast is relatively new, but is quickly becoming a favorite of mine, and I look forward to hearing what Mary has to say every week. Listening is a beautiful, sensual experience in itself, and I often listen multiple times with a notebook handy to jot down nuggets to hang on to. With a refreshingly unusual softness, Mary redefines what it means to live a sensual life and encourages us to slow down just a bit and enjoy the journey. Thank you so much for that review, Hoosier Mama. And I really appreciate the way that you articulated the two things that I really hope to communicate in this podcast, which is really useful content that's full of functional, practical nuggets, along with the softness and the sensuality and the energy of sensual living. So thank you so much. Thank you to everyone who's left a review. And if you too would like to hear your creative and inventive name read out on this podcast and would like to help spread the word about it, head over to schoolofsensualliving.com slash review. There's a very short video that shows you how to leave a review on iTunes. And even if you're not an iTunes user, you can still leave a review on your favorite podcast host. I would be delighted to connect with you in the comments. The Art of Simple Luxury. So let's begin with an experiment. I'd like you to take a deep breath in and a deep breath out, both through your nose. Deep breath in, deep breath out, really efficiently breathing. <laughs> deep breath in, deep breath out. Okay, letting your breath return to normal and just noticing what you notice. How did that feel? How does your body feel right now? And now bringing your attention to the breath one more time. We're going to do the exact same thing, but I'd like you this time to try breathing a little more luxuriously. So maybe you breathe a little bit slower, 
Maybe you savor the cool temperature of the air on your inhale and the warm release on your exhale. Maybe you feel the air slowly building from your belly up to your heart, up to the tippy top of your lungs, and then watching it flip and cascade back down as you exhale. Taking one more fully luxurious feeling breath. And then letting your breath return to normal. So I'm so curious, what did you notice are the differences between the two? Imagining that one was a piece of dark chocolate, one was a piece of milk chocolate. One is not better than the other. They're just two completely different experiences of pleasure. And sitting with the question of what does luxury feel like in your body? So as I shared at the start, commonly luxury is associated with something outside of us a luxury car, a luxury candle, a luxury pair of shoes, a luxury hairdryer, a luxury club. And as someone who is a real lover of luxury, I thought it would be really fun to study and to understand what are the common traits that all luxurious things and experiences have in common so that we can bring more of that experience of luxury to your life. So trait number one, I'm going to share five traits with you today. And trait number one is that all luxury evokes a sense of timelessness. So I have been privileged to have several experiences like eating at a very fancy restaurant or relaxing at a beautiful spa that one might deem very luxurious. And those were fun and glamorous and exciting. And recently, I had an experience of going over to a friend's house, and she was house-sitting for another friend who had a beautiful deck, and it was the middle of summer, and we made this beautiful salad with peaches and tomatoes and corn and luxuriated over kombucha with fresh-cut peaches at the bottom of the glass soaking up the kombucha. And we got to have a really proper catch-up because we hadn't seen each other in a couple of weeks. And I looked around and I thought, oh, this is so luxurious. And I was really moved by the fact that I naturally said those words because there was no fine china. There were no fur coats. There was no chandelier with someone playing the piano in the background. There was the simple luxury of time and presence. And when it comes to time, one of my friends, Kate Northrup, in her book, Do Less, writes about Kairos time versus Chronos time. So Chronos time is that structured minute-by-minute minute kind of time very quantified kind of time where you're watching the clock the whole time. Kairos time is that timelessness. It's the kind of time where you forget that clocks are even a thing. It's measured in quality rather than quantity. 
And I find that information really empowering because when we look at how to practically evoke this experience of timelessness in your life, you might be thinking, well, I don't, I don't really know how to create experiences of timelessness and that's okay. But a really great place to start is to pay close attention to what kicks you into that experience of chronos time where you're watching the clock. I know that being on my electronic devices just completely takes me out of my life and completely takes me out of my body. And there, I once wrote a blog called The Most Potent Magic I've Ever Encountered about a day where my entire Sunday was stretched before me and I had no plans and I knew that I was probably going to just stay at home scrolling on my phone the whole day if I didn't take some action. And so I turned off my phone and I put it in a drawer. And that day I, well, I, I squirmed in my loneliness and felt very cold and uncomfortable for probably 20 minutes. And then all of a sudden this natural appetite to go out and walk in the woods and then come home and make a big carafe of hibiscus and orange zest tea arose out of nowhere. And I remember having the most beautiful, most magical filled day in my own company that I may have had, had I not turned off my phone, but I would not have been nearly as timelessly present had I been distracted by my device, which just kicks me into chronos time every time. So that is quality number one, is evoking an experience of timelessness. Quality of luxury number two is having a high level of discernment. One time I was in Italy leading a retreat and we went to an olive grove where they made olive oil on site. And it was a company, a, a family business that had been handed down through generations. And we went on a tour through this beautiful olive grove in the sun. And then we went on a tour of the factory. It's not really a factory, but the distillery something. It's, it's got a name. It's escaping me now. Shout, shout out to me on Instagram if you know what I'm talking about, what the word is. But we saw the machines they used to press the olive oil and we got to feel and taste and touch each moment in the process. And it just struck me so deeply how much care and attention goes into this creation and how much lineage there was in this creation. And I bought the bottle of olive oil that was probably 5 or $10 more than what I might pay at an American grocery store. And the feeling of luxury that I experience when I drizzle that over a salad is worth 10 times that amount. And so luxury likes to take her time. Luxury loves quality over quantity. Luxury loves slow living. And luxury loves a little bit of that space remaining unfilled. One of my favorite stories about luxury and wealth comes from a friend who told me about one night when she was feeling kind of itchy and kind of lonely at home. 
and she thought, I need new pans. I need new uh, cookware. And she went to the store and she looked at the cookware, but she was really trying to be careful with her spending and it was just beyond her budget. And so she got a bottle of polish for her stainless steel cookware. It's called Barkeeper's Friend. Huge fan. Highly recommend. Put it in the show notes. Put a link to it in the show notes. And she went home and she polished her pots and she went went to bed. And she said, in the morning, I woke up and I came into my kitchen and I had forgotten that I had polished them the night before. And there on my countertop were all these gleaming, appearingly new pots. And in my bank account was all the money that had been there the day before, less the $5 for the barkeeper's friend. And I felt so wealthy. And I think that's just such a powerful demonstration of the luxury that awaits us when we choose to stroke the head of impulse and the part of us that just wants to fill empty space almost to a compulsive degree and just stroke its head like it's an energetic little puppy and say, shh, calm down. We're going to wait. We're going to wait for the kind of experience that we really, really want. The kind where we don't have to abandon ourselves and the kind where we don't have to hit the override button. We're just going to let this space go empty for a little while. We're going to be discerning. And then when it's time to make a move, we'll know. Quality number three in these traits of luxury is that luxury engages your senses in an experience of comfort. So simple ways that you can bring that sensation of luxury into your day. Next time you grab a pile of fresh towels out of the dryer, bury your face right in them. Get yourself a faux sheepskin rug and place it underneath your desk so that every time you sit at your desk, your bare feet can have something to touch and to curl around. Eat your next meal using only your hands. The next time you go to read a book, light a few taper candles and read by the romance of candlelight. The next time you have a bouquet of roses that's on their way out, take every single petal, break it off the stem, and scatter it all over your doorstep so that you're welcomed by beauty every time you come home and escorted by beauty every time you leave. Take a single flower stem and place it on your pillow for when you tuck yourself into bed later that night. Give yourself the comfort of a hot water bottle placed on your chest or on your heart with a little essential oil so that you sail into sleep with the comfort of warmth. The next time you go to take your first bite of a meal, pause to allow yourself to salivate. These are just about seven to ten ways that you can evoke that sensual comfort that luxury provides 
using only your body and nature. I think that's just such a beautiful testament to the essence of sensual living, which is that in our world and in our ambition-driven culture, it's like we do so much to get to this ultimate goal of pleasure. And yet, often by the time we arrive there, if we ever arrive there, our senses have been so numbed from all the ambition and the fast pace that we can't even feel or experience. But using the simple recipe of your senses meeting nature in the form of flowers or the heat of fresh towels or the warmth of a water bottle or the sensation of food in your hands is a very simple recipe for keeping your palate primed for pleasure. Number four is that many luxurious experiences offer what's called anticipatory service. So anticipatory service is when you take a flight and the airline texts you a few hours before your flight to let you know the flight status. They're anticipating your need for information. Another example would be if you take a car service after a long flight and they've got bottles of water or soda or snacks in the back seat. That is a way of anticipating that you may have been dehydrated on the flight and so they're providing a service before you even have to ask for it. And a really simple way that I love to give myself anticipatory service is by arriving early to my destination. As someone who had 59 tardies in her junior year and drove to school every day like my hair was on fire, I can't tell you how different and how much more relaxed I am when I arrive at my destination even one minute early because I've saved that squirt of adrenaline that gets stimulated when I'm running late. And so a question to ask yourself is, how can I take care of not just myself in this moment, but my future self? Making your bed in the morning is a great example of anticipatory self-service. Really feels like next level self-care. And the fifth trait of luxury is that all luxurious experiences require some sort of investment and they are worth investing in. With this trait, I would like to encourage you to invest with your most precious resource, which is not your money, and it's not even your time. It is your present moment attention. Have you ever been in someone's presence and really used your sense of sight to take them in completely? Have you ever stopped to listen not just to what a friend is saying, but how they're saying it? Listening not just with the ears on your head, but the ears in your heart. Have you ever paused just to watch your child play and get on the floor and play with them? Have you ever paused just to listen to your dog snore <laughs> and imprint that moment into your cells, which I do all the time? Have you ever taken a walk with no agenda 
and no distraction, just to luxuriate in the present moment. These are all beautiful examples of the way that sensuality merges our humanity and our divinity through our present moment attention. And so whether you find yourself listening to this podcast episode on a Belmont train from Paris bound for Venice, or you are on the Long Island Railroad heading from Jamaica to 34th Street Penn Station, I hope this episode has offered you a way to access that energy and that feeling of luxury in your everyday, most especially the luxuries of beauty and time and present moment attention that money cannot even buy. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love to hear about it. Head over to schoolofsensualliving.com slash review to leave me a review. Thank you so much for listening. See you next time.